welcome to another episode of the Ghetto Smart Podcast. I am your host, VC. Episode 19, we are back. Back for some more. What's going on, people? Hopefully you had a good week. Hopefully you're productive. I was productive as fuck. I got a lot of shit done. Sticking to my guns, sticking to my goals. Being disciplined. That's that was that was the the model for this past week was just being disciplined all week. Everything in my mind that I said I was gonna do, I did as far as collabing and and getting in touch with other podcast creators, things within my personal life, things within my work life. Um I had an overall very, very productive week. Hope you had the same. But yeah, other than that, not too much has been going on, man. Getting a lot of love, a lot of feedback, a lot of new people tapping into the show. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the the encouragement. I appreciate the camaraderie, a lot of the different podcast creators out in the universe have for one another and um just their way of listening to the show critiquing you know providing feedback providing uh tools um resources uh programs other people so um yeah man this is this is turning out to be something that i'm enjoying day by day i'm meeting some incredible individuals yeah i don't i don't know I don't know, like I want to complain about shit, but I can't, you know, there's nothing to really complain about, man, living my life, I'm smoking good, I'm eating good, I'm living good, I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, why I want, because I want, (laughs) there's some people out there that feel me on that, there's some people out there that can't relate, Um, shout out to all my fathers out there. Um, hope you had a great Father's Day. Hope you hope you got some love. Hope you got some gifts. Hope you got showered with everything you've always wanted. Hopefully. But you know, um probably not. Probably got a weak ass tool set, some socks and some boxers and shit. He probably just bought you a pair of boxers last week and you still got boxers and socks. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's why I don't get about the the marketing when it comes to men and women. When it's like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, stuff like that. Oh, you see all the commercials, women getting diamonds and shit. And when it comes to Father's Day, they show a motherfucker on the tractor. Nah, nah, nigga. Show me a commercial with a, with a bitch putting a herringbone on a nigga or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I wear an anklet. Shit, I'm secure within my sexuality. I'll put an anklet on. Nigga, buy me a bracelet. Buy me a watch, baby. Please. Why we only get two sets and shit? Because you want us to fix some shit. You want us to do some shit. Come on now. But shout outs to all the fathers out there. Hopefully your kids, if they're old enough to make their own decisions. Hopefully hopefully they made a decision to um not only reach out to you, but but see you face to face. Um, if you are worthy of that, if you're not worthy of that, 
don't be mad, nigga. You should have did better. But, you know, some kids out there are are brainwashed. So, hey, you know, we really can't hold them accountable for, you know, what's going on. But, yeah, y'all, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get into why we are here. Man, I don't even know what I want to start off with. But I do want to start off with the news of Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the Wimbledon tournament um she's the number two tennis player in the world as you know at the french open she said that she didn't want to talk to the media um citing mental health uh perseverance or whatever she's trying to do you know she's trying to you know preserve her mental health and 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 you know kind of focus being that she got fined and she knew she was going to get fined, but just the distraction it was causing, she, you know, said, you know what, fuck it. I'll withdraw from this. And then not too long after that, went ahead and withdrew from Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Now, she's stating that, you know, she wants to spend more time with uh, family and friends and loved ones. And, you know, um, you know, also the, the Olympics is coming up as well. But she's making a statement, and a lot of these companies, uh, like Nike and a lot of these other athletic companies who sponsor her, and also the um, Tennis Association, they are backing her on this. They are standing next to her. They're saying, hey, you take all the time you need. Like, you know what? Somebody should have done this a long time ago. And it just makes me think, you know where venus and serena you know they come out and they say what they say but it's just like you know this girl here made so much money to the point to where it's like yo these people don't own me what am i doing this for this isn't healthy for me i can't continue to be dominant and 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 perform at a high level if my mental capacity is not you know taken care of so um shout out to naomi osaka uh, we love you over here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast. Uh, we support you. Uh, we're with you 100%. Um, fuck what all the haters got to say, to be honest with you. We're not really worried about that. For right now, take all the time you need. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy what you have been able to accomplish with your family, with your loved ones, with your friends, with the people that support you, the people that actually really care about you, truly. Not mad at her at all. Um, let me see here. Let me get that statement up. Um, let me see here. All right. So, yeah. So, last Thursday, there was a statement released by her agent saying that Naomi won't be playing Wimbledon this year. She's taking some personal personal time with friends and family. She will be ready for the Olympics and excited to play in front of her home fans. So, um yeah, so that's what they gave out, and that's what it's going to be. Naomi Osaka will not be playing in Wimbledon, and um, she plans on playing in the Olympics. So uh, there you go. I think this is a, a real wake-up call to the Tennis Association. where, um, And I think you can say just athletes in general to where these athletes are taking charge and these athletes are realizing that we have power 
we actually have the power to dictate what goes on. And before it was always, you know, dangling this, this bag of money in front of the people and saying, hey, look, nobody else is going to give you this money. So shut up and dribble, shut up and throw the baseball, shut up and do whatever. But now these people have so many different streams of income where you have some people such as the the WNBA, even some NFL players to where like Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski, where he hasn't spent a dime. Well, he claims he hasn't spent a dime of his NFL contract money. He's just been living off of his endorsement money. So these people are making millions and millions performing at a top level at their sport, but yet they're also making the same amount of money, if not more, off the field, which gives them a lot more leverage because you know why? I've already satisfied my my deal with Nike. I, I can I can still do what I need to do for Nike without playing in this tennis tournament. And they're going to stand behind me on this. And they're going to honor the contract. So I'm still going to have that million. So the millions that I get from this really don't matter. Versus a Venus and Serena to where these companies would, would not stand behind them back in the day. But we we can't let these little actions that these corporations show. Yeah, they show support. But we have to make sure that we hold them accountable to what they're saying. If they're saying that they're going to be donating and and putting money back into the lower income communities, we need to hold their feet to the fire. We need to see the proof. We need to see the facilities. We need to see the product of the money that you're putting supposedly putting back into these communities. And who are you putting in charge of how this money is being spent? We have to start keeping these people held to the fire and accountable for what they are saying and what they are or what they are not doing. But again, shout out to Naomi Osaka. It looks like she has support from literally everyone around the world on this. Everyone's with her on this. So, um, well, since we're talking about, you know, athletes making a stand, let's transition into Raiders. Carl Nassib announces he's gay. He's um he's a defensive lineman for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um and I can just read to you what he said. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I am gay. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. But until then, I'm going to do my best and my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And then he added that he will be donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project a nonprofit group that focuses on suicide prevention efforts among LGBTQ community. Sadly, I have agonized over this moment for the last 15 years. He also states. Um, now, he's been getting, this guy has been getting uh, uh, 
plenty of support from not only his teammates, uh, his head coach, from the organization, um, from the commissioner. Roger Goodell even came out and made a statement uh, from his former teammates who are uh, NFL players. Um, You know, uh, this is a big step. Uh, This is a big thing. My only issue with what he's doing is that, um, you know, if you look at the video that he posted, you know, he says that he always thought that doing what he's doing is unnecessary and, you know, all that. But yet you are doing it. And um, I mean, let's just be real. You know, you just have to hope that you can be that trailblazer within the NFL. Because remember that the the gay football player that the Rams ended up drafting, but, you know, he was already like a second, you know, third round, fourth round pick. You know, he was already teetering on whether he would get drafted or not. So, you know, it's easy to, okay, pass him through a couple teams and then he's out of the league. Now, this particular guy here, he may have a, I'm not familiar with him, so I, I'm not sure how good he is. It seems to me like he has some type of leverage as far as like he is a valuable player to that team or he probably deems himself a valuable player of that team. And he feels like he can be the trailblazer uh, for this um, situation as far as uh, being an NFL, an openly gay NFL player, which I think is amazing, which I think takes a, a lot of balls, which I think um, it takes a, you have to be a strong person to deal with the scrutiny that's going to come behind that. Now, I look at it a different way. Yeah, you might be strong enough to take that scrutiny, but what if it doesn't go the way you think it'll go? Because you look at the NFL and you say, hey, there aren't any openly gay players. You know what? I'm good enough. I'm a starter in this league. I'm going to come out and say I'm gay. And then you have to deal with the backlash from that. So people may accept it. People may love it. But there's always a way and there's always a system in which these people and these organizations and these corporations, they find a way to alienate you silence you and make you disappear and i'm not saying like they kill you or anything like that but they find a way to either start discrediting your name or find some dirt that you did back in the day or find something to discredit what you're doing your process your purpose to throw you off it happens all the time So I hope that this guy is able to carry the torch. I hope he's able to, you know, stand up to the fight because this is something that is needed. But just as a, you know, black man in America, it's, it's, you know, encouraging when you see people stand up and people who go out of their way to say, you know what? I will take the stones for this. I'll die on this hill. So you won't have to. So you won't have to take it. And um I I think it's I think it's very honorable. Um I think uh, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing and uh it seems to me like he has a strong support group as well. 
to me, it seems like he has uh, a strong group of individuals that are backing him and who are willing to hold him down no matter what. So um, that's always encouraging as well when you um, when you look at that. Okay, on from that, what else I have for y'all? Let me see here. Had some shit written down, but I don't know. Verses, 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 verses. Did you get the verses? Did you check it? Did you check it? Trina versus Eve. What'd you think? What'd you think? I'm going to be honest with you. I was one of those people. I was one of those people that said, you know what? Trina can't fuck with Eve. She can't fuck with Eve, but I ain't gonna lie. I forgot Trina had so many bops. I forgot Trina been putting it down in the 305 MIAO for a minute, for a long time. All the remixes, all the guest verses. Yeah, Trina has some smashes. Look great, sound great. Shit, you would have thought she was 20-something the way she was fucking flowing on them raps and shit. She was, she still got it. Eve, too. Eve looked great. Even though she was out, and I think, in the UK or something like that. So, yeah, shout-out to Eve, man, because I know it was early as fuck in the morning for her to actually um, set that up and do that. It sucks that, you know, she couldn't fly out and try to be in the same venue. But, um, you know, hey, when your husband's a billionaire... Fuck it. If he say you ain't going nowhere, you ain't going nowhere. You stay your ass over here. You do. You stay over here and do whatever you need to do. So, um, that's cool. I can't lie. I didn't watch a lot of the verses. Uh, I checked in. Um, you know, I checked in a few times just to see what was going on. It was a lot of ass shaking. Trina had that thing turned up like she was up, like she was in the three hundred five. So she was, you know, she was turned up with her people, her fam. Yeah, it was good. Overall, it was a lot of good energy. I liked it. I thought it was um good camaraderie. Uh they both bigged each other up. They were both, you know, rapping each other's songs. Like it, it looked like it was real love being showed between the two of them versus like the Keisha Cole. I think it was the Keisha Cole and Ashanti where, you know, it was just, just the the attitudes and all that other shit that was going on. This was like some real like black black girl magic to where like you know, they were really bigging each other up and and showing these younger, these, excuse me, these younger and these newer artists, these younger female artists that like, yo, yo, we put in the work and we still do this shit. We can still do this shit. Y'all might think we old, y'all might think we washed, but we still get down with the baddest bitches out here. So shout out to them. Shout out to Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. They got the upcoming verses coming up this Saturday. Things was getting spicy on Twitter. You can go on um, Soldier Boy Twitter. Go see what he was saying. I ain't gonna be reading that bullshit he was saying, but you know, Soldier. Soldier gon' Soldier know how to how to hype some shit up. He know how to get people to look at him. He know how to get people to tap in, tune in. Look at him, make sure that, you know, he getting them views. So, but him and Bow Wow going back and forth, you know, just smack talk, talking trash, all the other shit. 
I'm going to say it right here. Right here, right now. I think Bow Wow is going to wash. I think Bow Wow is going to take Soldier Boy to task. But I think in this versus, we are going to find out a lot of songs Soldier Boy produced that we had no idea. I think that there are going to be a plethora of tracks that come on and you're like, what? I had no idea you had anything to do with this. People sleep on Soldier Boy and his production. People sleep on that shit. Google that man production credits if you think I'm playing. But yeah, so I think it's going to be a good one. I think they're going to give us something something to talk about. Will I watch the whole thing? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'm probably not going to watch the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I just have shit to do and I just can't be devoting my time to them niggas like that. I'm sorry. Maybe you have more time and you could hit me up and let me know um, what's going on with the verses and all that. But as far as I'm concerned, nah, I won't be. Um, I won't be watching the whole thing, but I'll tune in. I'll probably catch the beginning of it, probably watch a good 20, 30 minutes of it. And then um probably move on with my weekend because, you know, um I got shit to do. All right, what else I got for y'all? I'm going to move right along from that one. Man, I, we, we got to talk about KD. We got to talk about KD. Shout out to KD, Kevin Durant, the Slim Reaper. I mean, I mean, Katie went off. Katie went off. KD went off the other night for 49 points, played all 48 minutes of the game, got the win for the for the Nets. They go back to Milwaukee. Giannis and them do what they need to do. They take care of business. They tie it up 3-3. Then they take it back to Brooklyn where Giannis and them boys go ahead and they close the deal. They close the deal. Giannis takes the series 4-3. They move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. They will be playing the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, yes, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Philadelphia 76ers. If you didn't see that game... I don't know what to tell you. Joel Embiid out here with a torn meniscus, out here playing, out here balling, trying to put his team on his back. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Ben Simmons is trying to get traded. I think Ben Simmons doesn't like the tutelage of Doc Rivers. I think Doc Rivers is too much. I think um, he's too entitled. I think Ben Simmons is a great player. He's a great defender. But that one play where he had a wide open dunk under the under the hoop and he passed it, it just goes to show. And then, um, you know, there was a stat line that came out to where there were in the in the entire series, there were only like two or three games in the fourth quarter to where he attempted a shot. So this man is getting paid max dollars. Max player on your team, you're supposedly building around this guy and he he's only giving you like six points, five points in playoff games. But yet 
deserves the millions of dollars. That's my only problem with Ben Simmons. If you want to get traded, just come out and say you want to get traded. If you want to be moved, make it be known. I just think it's cowardly to go out there and bullshit your way. It seems like he's trying to do what Blake Griffin did. Blake Griffin went to Detroit, signed that contract, acted like he couldn't fucking jump. And then he comes to Brooklyn and he's jumping out the gym again. See, that goes back to what I was saying before, this player empowerment to where they're realizing like, yo, look, I can I can do whatever I want. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm with that. Yo, live how you want to live. Move how you want to move. But my only thing is, what about the integrity of the game? Kobe wouldn't have done that. MJ wouldn't have done that. LeBron wouldn't have done that. KD wouldn't have done that. Russell Westbrook wouldn't have done that. So to see Ben Simmons go out like that, I think it's it's fucked up. Uh, Joel Embiid, he been he was clearly clearly taking subliminal shots at him in his uh in his interviews post game interview following the 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 loss of the series. But yeah, um, people are saying that he has to go. Speaking of that, let me let me, hold on. Let me take a sip. I don't know if you watched ESPN on Monday, but Magic Johnson was on ESPN Monday. You know, he did the whole lineup, the KZG, KZJ or whatever. He did get up. He did first take. Stephen A. Smith says that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. Magic Johnson sat there and agreed with him word for word, up and down. He is the next Kobe Bryant. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemous. And I got to steal this from my boy Skip Bayless. That's as a 9, as a 10, as 11, as a 12. That shit is bad. That is a bad hot take. Don't get me wrong, Devin Booker is a man. Devin Booker is a grown-ass fucking man in these playoffs. You hear me? I'm not taking anything away. And what he did in game one versus the Clippers? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That dude is ridiculous. That dude is ridiculous. You hear me? So... I'm not even going to talk shit. I'm not going to talk shit about Devin Booker because I feel like for this to be his first playoffs and for him to be really, you know, this is his first taste at, you know, the conference finals and everything. You're one, you're one series away from playing in the NBA finals. He's putting up. He's putting up. Uh, your boy's putting up. Trey Young's putting up. I'm loving these young NBA players. I'm 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 love seeing the the new class, the the new young class of players that we're going to be watching for the next decade, the next 10 to 15, excuse me, the next 10 to 15 years. I love it. I I I love the progression, seeing the John ja Morant, seeing the the Donovan Mitchells, you know, the 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 um the the Joker. You know, like just just seeing these young players just actually like step up and and show you that yo, look, I'm not scared of this. I'm not scared of. I'm not scared of of of, of the spotlight. 
what's your boy down in um in in Memphis, Donkage. Speak, I mean in um in uh Dallas, Donkage. And speaking of Dallas, uh, Rick Carlisle stepped down, the coach who uh won the 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 championship with Dirk Nowinski. Dirk Nowinski, he he stopped, he stepped down. Um, it's a lot of a lot of changes going on down there in Dallas. But yeah, right now the Suns are leading the Clippers one zero in the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard, as you know, he is out. He is out right now. Nobody knows when he's coming back. Paul George has been stepping up. Paul George stepped up to get his team to the conference finals. They fell a little bit short in game one. Hopefully they can turn it over in game two. Um, The 76ers, oh, excuse me, the Hawks. The Hawks play the Bucks. The Hawks and the Bucks. I think they start. Uh, when they start? When they start? Yeah, they start on Wednesday. They start on Wednesday. They start on Wednesday. They start tonight. They start tonight. So, um, yeah. So it sucks that KD went out the way he went out. He played hard. He did his thing. But yeah, man, it's tough. Tough shit. Tough shit. Um, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond is is a hot topic right now. Everybody's talking about Becky Hammond. She is right now a finalist for the Trailblazers head coaching job. As you know, um, she has been on the bench down in San Antonio under Popovich for a long time. Um. In her seventh year on Popovich's staff, she took over for Popovich after he got tossed from a game. So, you know, um, you know, she also uh, coached, I think, the Olympic team or one of the the um, one of the young teams she coached. So it's it it's it's showing you. I think this right now is is a move in a positive direction. She may be the first woman head coach. I honestly do not think it is a good move for a rookie head coach like that to have to start, you know, in that situation where you got Dame Lillard, who's on the verge of leaving, who, you know, they don't know if he's going to stay. Is he going to go? Um, that team has so much, you know, they have to figure out. I don't know if the Trailblazers are the first place for the first woman head coach to trailblaze that path. Um, no pun intended. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, she will continue to be interviewed. I think she'll continue to be on the finalist list. Um, I just find it funny that they release these finalist lists when they feel like it, because most of the time they don't, they just say, Hey, we fired such and such. And then, you hear such and such will be hired. Usually teams don't get finalist lists, but, you know, this just shows. I'm not surprised. You got this going on. You got the NFL news. I mean, come on, man. You know, I'm not surprised by this mainstream shit anymore, but, you know, kudos to Becky Hammond and, you know, good luck to her and her endeavors and, 
you know, she's real, she's well respected by an NBA players. So it's not like there's not a respect level. Um, and again, I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to get the job, but you know, when you look at somebody like her, who, who, yes, she's, she's been on the sidelines in the NBA, but you have uh, a plethora of other black candidates who have been involved in the NBA for decades and decades and they've been assistant coaches and they've been around the ringer and they still haven't gotten that opportunity but yet you know I understand that she's a woman and that you know she's trailblazing but at at what point you know do we say like okay like does she just get to jump over because what's the difference between her and a Steve Nash and you've seen the backlash that a Steve, a Steve Nash got. And Steve Nash was a well-respected basketball player. But yet, you didn't, you didn't earn your stripes on the sidelines, on the bench as a coach to even, you know, get the keys to the Ferrari of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Well, not James Harden, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being that, you know, they were, they were there, um, and they they actually supported him, which is, is which isn't a problem. I'm not saying that's a problem. It's just that you know there are other qualified candidates out there um, who are more qualified than Becky Hammond. And the mainstream media and the mainstream um, Twitter people will make it seem like you can't say that. You're not allowed to say that there are um, uh, men out there, especially uh, African American men, who are more qualified than Becky Hammond, but there are, and that is the truth. And that doesn't take away from her. That doesn't take away from her path and what she's going to accomplish. And I'm pretty sure she will be the first woman head coach in the NBA. But my question is, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? Because what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking is that they're going to start integrating the NBA and the WNBA. And it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. But I see it. I see I can see it happening within the next 20 years to where you'll have you'll have women um women coaches that will be um in the NBA, but I feel like you not only the women coaches, but they will integrate the WNBA players to where you'll have like a four and four men and then you'll have two women on the court as well and I can see that happen or it can be like a like three men and then two women and it's just like an integrated basketball league so now it's just entertainment and um I don't know I can see I can see something like that happening right now because I mean what's I mean what's gonna happen you're just gonna have a whole bunch of women just coaching in the NBA like I don't think that I don't think that is the direction that they want to go in but I feel like once you start changing the game as a whole um I feel like you know nothing's off limits nothing is out of bounds and there's nothing that we can say that okay well we won't do that um so but yeah man shout out to Becky Hammond and everything she has going on and I wish her the best in her endeavors and um her coaching career because yeah she's been doing the damn thing apparently apparently has been doing the damn thing so yeah it's gonna keep it rocking like that all right where we at where we at where we at what else i got for y'all i had some, I had some shit for y'all i had 
some shit for you. Well, while I'm talking about the NBA, um, Lala, Lala Anthony has officially filed for divorce from Carmelo. Lala, Lala has officially divorced from Carmelo. Um, and if your reaction was like my reaction, it was, they weren't divorced already. I thought they were already divorced. Um, apparently they've been separated, but this is following accusations that Carmelo has went out again on her and had twins this time. Uh, before it was rumored that he went out on her, stepped out on her and had a baby girl. Now it's rumored that he stepped out again and had twins and one of the baby's name is cash yes you've heard me correctly like cash like the baby name in power when she was in power her child name was cash this man had twins on the side and one of the baby's name is cash the baby mama has released text messages asking for child support and uh i'm gonna be honest with you um you know, I was always like a huge like NFL fan, not really NBA fan. Um, Carmelo, I, I got introduced to Carmelo when he was at Oak Hill High School and, you know, follow him to Syracuse and, you know, of course, to Denver and New York and so on and so forth. But Melo was like my first. My first professional athlete that that I followed, that I was a fan of, and that I rooted for, and I bought jerseys, and I bought memorabilia of him, and I bought his shoes, and and things of that nature, and to see him go out the way he's going out, it's 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 disheartening a little bit, you know, um, it's disheartening. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Melo, and I'm by any means not shitting on him at all, but you know, when you look at the Banana Boat crew, um. LeBron James, Chris Paul, D-Wade. I mean, D-Wade is going out pretty bad, too. But that's on a different level. You know, he he stepped out, had a baby as well. But, um, yeah, D-Wade's D on a different level. Um, But when you look at just how, like, their careers, and especially Chris Paul now, what he's been doing in the postseason and – and being a, a a key factor in the Suns actually progressing to the Western Conference Finals, and for once in his career, really getting his flowers. I feel like this is the first time in his career that Chris Paul is really seeing that people appreciate his game, people love his game, people want to see him succeed, people want to see him get this ring. Like, we want to see CP3 get this ring this year. Um, It's only right... Uh, hopefully he can get back out of this COVID situation so he can get back with his team. But anyways, I digress. Um, just looking at, you know, LeBron and everything he has going on and how he's pretty much aging into the the, the latter years of his career. And in a few years, he's going to be gone, too. But just seeing how they, they're going out, they're going out on a high roll versus Melo. Yeah, he worked his way back into the NBA. Yeah, he he started getting back to the swing of things in, in Portland. But he's a shell of himself a complete shell of himself and especially what he's doing off the court. It's, it's not honorable. You know, that's one thing I really respect about LeBron James is that the moves that LeBron James makes on and off the court are just honorable. 
Now, as a basketball fan, you may say, hey, teaming up with such, 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 yeah, 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 whatever. You feel how you feel. Fuck you. But when I look at LeBron James, the man, and I'm looking at what he did for his team and, and just how he moves, you know, this is a dude who, who didn't have anything growing up. You know, this is a dude who, who learned all this shit on the fly and put his team on and put his and created generational wealth for his friends and their kids and their kids. And I think that's amazing. I think, uh, you know, when you look at that crew and everything they got going on, I just hate seeing Melo go out the way he's going out because he has so much potential. He had that opportunity to go to Miami, but he didn't want to. He chose the money, and that says a lot. You know what I'm saying? That that shows you that where his mind was and that it's 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 all about him. And even though now in Portland, he's showing that, yeah, he can take the back seat and he can he can do stuff on the side. He can come off the bench. You know, it's just looking at the moves that you make as a man walking around on your on your on your two feet and the decisions that you make with the with the eye of the public on you. And it just seems like, you know, I'm not saying you can't go out there and live your life. It's just saying that, you know, me just being a fan and me being a supporter and me, you know, um, you know, a buyer of his products and things of that nature. It's just, you know, disheartening when you see him going out this way where, you know, me as a, as a man, I never thought it was cool to see my boy, you know, what I'm saying fuck around on his girl. You can call me lame. You can call me all this and that. I'm not I'm not going back telling the chick. But it's just like when it comes to certain things where you sit and you tell your girl that you love your girl. You know what I'm saying? You look her in her face and tell you love her. You do anything for her, yada, yada. And yet you fucking around on her. So when I look at you as a man, it's like, yo, if you can do that, if you can do that, then, you know what I'm saying? How I know that, you know what I'm saying? I can trust you fully on this side. You know what I'm saying? Because I see how quickly you're, 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 I see how quickly you can be persuaded. I can see how quickly, you know what I'm saying? Something can knock you off your morals. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm a dude too, man. I know shit happens. You be out here fucking around doing your thing. But fellas, you know what I'm talking about. You know when you got a homeboy who's just pure trash. And you know what I'm saying? But you love him. That's your homeboy. You love him, but he's trash. And you know what I'm saying? And we all have friends. We all had homeboys that we didn't invite over to our crib because we knew them niggas stole. We knew them niggas would try to find a way to get what the fuck we got. So we, I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to scope out and see what I got. I ain't got shit, nigga. I ain't never home. I'm always working. You feel me? So I'm not saying that, you know what I mean? Like just because your man, your your man's is cheating on his girl or whatever, he's untrustworthy. But what I'm saying is it it, you know, characters is is a big thing. Character and integrity. And especially if you my homeboy, you know what I'm saying, I expect you to have a certain type of integrity. I don't think it's cool to be married and you're you're running around sleeping with other women and you in a group with other married men mostly groups of other married men wouldn't be down with that type of shit the majority of men just because that just the the union of the marriage and and everything that you have going on is just it's just not how it goes now what i will say now what i will say is that you know you do have to have these honest conversations with your boy. Like, yo, bro, like, that's just fucked up. 
And sometimes they got to hear it. And sometimes it won't go over well. But, but sometimes you have to. And it's necessary. Sometimes it's very necessary. But yeah, man. So uh, after 11 years, they're, they're, uh, file, she's filing for divorce. You know, they got a 14-year-old son. Um, so yeah. I wanted to speak on this Karen film. It's called Karen. Um, it's an upcoming American thriller film written and directed by Coke Daniel, starring Taryn Manning. Um, and it's pretty much about a, as you guessed it, a white woman named Karen who terrorizes her black neighbors. And I saw this trailer today and it just pissed me the fuck off because when did black trauma become big business? Why do black people in America, why do we have to constantly sit and watch ourselves? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I, I can't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. They take these real life situations that black Americans are going through on a daily basis to where they move into these neighborhoods because they reach a certain financial level in their lives and they want to provide a stable situation for their kids. They want to put their kids in a good school district. They want to provide a life for the kids that they probably didn't have. And they end up going to these situations. They end up going into these um, they end up going into these these neighborhoods and they have to deal with these real life Karens who call the cops on them, who terrorize them and, them ch and their children, who say racist things, who do racist things on a daily basis to let them know, I don't want you here. I don't like you here. And it's just fucked up that we have to constantly keep watching these type of films. And these type of films are at the top of the uh, top of the list. But yet when the film about Nate Turner, Nat Turner, who killed a whole bunch of fucking white slave owners. They try to slander that man. They try to slander the director's name. They try to say he was a rapist and all this other shit. So people wouldn't go see it because you know why black liberation has no place in America. And it's crazy when you think about it. It's crazy. I think it's fucked up. Personally, I think it's fucked up. But we have to sit time and time again. Not only do we see this black trauma on the news every day, we see this black trauma on TV and films. We see this everywhere because America has to keep ingraining in black folks' minds. That we don't like you. And this is what you're just supposed to be subjected to. This is life for you. Get used to it. Don't shy away from it. Enjoy it. That's how they, that's how they come. That's how they come at us with this shit. And it pisses me off. And it reminds me of the shy. I don't know if you've been watching the shy. But the way they doing my boy Kevin this year, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Things like that happen. Things like that happen. But when you look at that show, nothing makes sense. If you watch the shy from season one 
up until when Jason got kicked off the show. It just doesn't make sense now. Now they're just they're just every everybody was on a cohesive storyline where everybody was going through their own little things, but everything came together. Now it's like everybody's just just doing whatever and it's hard to keep up with all the little mini storylines because they don't loop back into anything. And I still think Keisha gonna keep that baby. I think Keisha gonna keep that baby. I feel like um I feel like after having that baby the way she had it natural birth, I think that's a connection and yeah it's fucked up that she had that baby due to rape. But she doesn't blame that baby for that. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, she wants that woman to have that baby. But I think Keisha's going to have that baby. I think she's going to keep that. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. But yeah, fuck, um, fuck that Karen movie that's coming out. That bullshit got me over here. Got me over here mad about that shit. Now, before we go, man, before we go. um. I got to talk to y'all about the girlfriend. All right. So there's this, um, I don't know if you've been on social media, but there's this video where this pregnant girl, I guess she has some, an exchange of words with a, a gentleman that she works with. And, um, she called her, she called her man up to the, to the job, I guess, you know, to handle the situation. And, you know, the guy is the boyfriend comes up there. He's all rah, rah. And he's all, you know, let me go. Let me go. You know, he's pushing his pregnant girlfriend out the way and, you know, just barking, all this barking, all this barking. And then they square up. Now, mind you, buddy, buddy that worked with the girlfriend, he got cornrows. Nigga got tattoos on the face and shit. You already know what time it is, bro. Like, they work in a warehouse or some shit. So, you already know what time it is. This nigga, they square up. He hit him a couple times. He grabbed a boyfriend, slam him down, pick him back up, slam him down again, hit him with a couple punches, and the boyfriend just run off. I'm sorry, but, baby, you got to quit your job. I'm sorry, ma'am, you got to quit your job because one, if I work with you, I'm giving you hell because shit, fuck that. Your boyfriend can't do shit to me. And two, why you got that man up there? Why you had a man come up there and get his ass whooped? Because he, that'll be the same chick that when she go home later and he get mad at something, she going to say, oh, well, you should have been mad. You should have been mad at that nigga like that. You should have, you shouldn't have let that nigga, you know what I mean? Fuck that, fellas. Fuck that, fellas. You keep letting these females put y'all in these positions to get your ass whooped and get your ass embarrassed online. This shit is living on the internet forever. So y'all keep going out here trying to be cap Captain Save them. Now, I can understand that's your baby moms. You're going to defend your baby moms by all means. But there's a time and a place. And if you know you're not really about that life, if you know you really can't fight, nigga, don't take your ass out there without no pole, without no stick, nigga. Don't be out here playing with these motherfuckers, bro. Out here getting your ass whooped on the internet. Motherfucker on world star because you trying to defend your girl honor. And you know you can't motherfucking fight. That's your fault, player. Do better. <clears throat> Do better. But yeah, man, that's all I got for y'all this week. 
you know, you know, something slight, something light. Um, but yeah, man, I hope everybody hope you have a another productive seven days, man. I, I, I can't tell you enough from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners, each and every one of my subscribers. Follow me on Twitter, the Ghetto Smart Pod. Follow me on Instagram, the Ghetto Smart Pod. You can uh, send me an email to the Ghetto Smart Podcast at gmail.com. Man, um, still working on the YouTube channel. Again, right now I'm a one man team, so please bear with me. But, you know, you you always know where you can find me at. I'm always going to keep this content pumping for y'all. 19 weeks straight. Who would have fucking thought back in February? This shit was just a game. Now we here for real. We really making some connections. I'm still trying to get some people on here. Still trying to get my numbers up so I can I can get us some sponsors and I can start getting, you know, start getting getting in my bag now. You know, I feel like um we we got a good following. You know, I feel like we got a good, uh, we got a good thing going here and, um, we just keep getting better and better by the week, better and better by the day. You know, that's all you can do. So to all my people out there, man, keep following your dreams, keep setting those goals, keep striving towards those goals because you will reach those goals. If you are serious about yourself, if you wake up in the morning it's another opportunity for you to rise and for you to grind. And if you've been rising and grinding for seven days straight, you need to take a goddamn break because all that sleep when you're dead shit, that's old. Nobody's sleeping till they're dead. That's not cool. But yeah, until next week, people, much love. Peace out.